Nation, did you know you can schedule your real estate sit-down with the guys at rondonsitdown.com? That's rondonsitdown.com, and you'll get a free camp mom that says, I sat down with Ron Don. I have 13 of them. Maybe even the guys will take you camping with your new mug. Now back to the show. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 378 now of the Ron and Don Show. And yeah, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to tell you about a brand new way that you can get in touch with us. It makes it so easy if you're thinking about buying, selling, investing, becoming an Airbnb super host, whatever it is. We'll introduce you to a way to get in touch with Ron and I so we can reach out, do some touching, do some talking, and uh, set you off on your real estate journey. Before we get to that, though, we also want to talk about hangovers, water, and breakfast. Yeah. Are you supposed to eat breakfast every day? How much water are you drinking? And how come it becomes harder to process hangovers as you get older? Also, we've talked a little bit about this. Wall Street. Are Wall Street becoming America's landlord? And buying up Main Street? We'll get to that, though. Let's get to this. This is really incredible to me in Ukraine right now. As NASCAR, McDonald's, Ikea, they don't have ammunition. Uh, They don't have AK-47s. They don't have M1A1 tanks. They don't have helicopters. They don't have F-14s. But what they do have is they have leverage And, Ron, it's pretty amazing what big companies and corporations are doing right now to help in Ukraine. It's also very interesting that Big Pharma is sitting this one out, and we'll tell you why in a minute. Let's start off, though, with Ikea, McDonald's. McDonald's says they are going to lose $50 million a month. Ikea says we are closing our stores. What's interesting to me, though— is all these companies are not saying they're closing their store for good. They're saying, basically, that they're taking some time off. And I really want people to pay attention here. Because Ron and I saw this on TV all the time and also on radio. Somebody does something controversial like a Howard Stern. And you're an advertiser on there. And so you come out because there's pressure. And you say, you know what? We have canceled our advertising on the Howard Stern show. And then what happens about three months later when no one's paying attention, you're back on the Howard Stern Show. So, Ron, how serious do you think McDonald's and Ikea and the rest of these big companies, especially these U.S. companies, of course, Ikea is not, but they have a big footprint here. How serious do you think they are? And even though Ukraine is on all of our minds, let's not forget we had American men and women still dying in Afghanistan 20 years later, we said we wouldn't forget about them. And when we polled Americans, most Americans didn't even know that we were still at war. And we still had boots, blood, and beans over there. So uh, all, all these ones are, are different to me, and, and I try to be nuanced. Like, I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all on this. A company like Ikea, that's privately owned. They don't have shareholders. They're not traded. That guy's one of the richest men in the world because he built that company and never took it public. So if Ikea 
wants to move quickly, they probably can move quicker for any other company that is their size because they're not beholden. They don't, they don't have a quarterly call coming in. They get to do what they want to do because they're just Ikea. McDonald's, they own most of the franchises in America, in Russia. In America, you buy a franchise. And so you partner with McDonald's, but it's, it's locally owned and operated, even though a lot of your franchise fees. And so it's very expensive to do so in Russia, though, they own most of the stores. So about nine McDonald's, to, McDonald's, does. yeah, Russia doesn't own most of the stores. Right, McDonald's, right, right. McDonald's does. McDonald's so does. like nine to 10% of their profit, their bottom line comes from Russia and they're a publicly traded company. So they're going to hear from this. From Wall Street. So not only did they shut them down, as you said, their stock price also went down. So not only are they losing the revenue from the individual sales, they're also losing revenue and losing position in the stock market. So I I think that is a courageous call by McDonald's. The interesting thing to me is to compare and contrast this to other sectors. So now we have banking that is shut down. Uh, we have oil that is shut down, and we'll see how long Americans support that. It's not when, shut down in Europe, though. It's not shut down in Europe. A lot of things that we are shutting down in the United States, they are not shutting down in Europe, and they can't because they are yeah, they so need heating oil. Yeah, we're, we 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 were racking up seven hundred thousand barrels a day, which is about ten percent. But but we have enough in reserves. We can go back to fracking, which we are. Uh, and they'll have to change some of the fracking laws. In Europe, though, you have some of these European countries, 50 and 60% of their oil and gas comes from Russia. Yeah, so to me, and then, uh, so the oil and gas thing, it'll be interesting to me to see how long Americans continue to support Ukraine when each trip to the gas station costs you an extra 20 to $30. So if it used to cost you 50 bucks to fill up, now it's 70 or 80 each time. That's going to wear thin on a lot of working class people. So folks like my brother that live in New Mexico, when our gas prices here in Washington are $3.99 or $4 a gallon, there'll be a buck 99 in New Mexico. So it's a big deal for one of the poorer states in America when it goes up a dollar a gallon. Now, contrast that to something like Big Pharma. So Big Pharma is saying, we are not pulling out. And the, the, their logic is, we were allowed to partner with Russia and build factories in Russia so that people could be at reliable medication. And so they are saying, we believe, Big Pharma is saying, we believe it is our duty because people, citizens' lives are at stake here. If they cannot get their medication, we are staying there. Critics are saying, well, you could say the same thing about banking. If you can't do any banking uh, or use any credit, that, that's affecting people's uh, lives in the same way. If they can't get food, if they can't uh, travel, like the, these other industries. If you can't get a damn Big Mac. If you can't get a Big Mac, yeah. uh, how is that different? It, 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 have you had a Big Mac in a long time? I, I threw I threw up on a Big Mac about you know when I threw up is when you and I had gotten fired. We were twenty nine. We were in Oakland, and we just got fired, and we were drinking way too much Crown and Coke and tequila. We were mixing the, those bad boys up, and then I thought it'd be a great idea to eat a Big Mac. I I I I, I threw up that whole Big Mac in my mouth, and then I I. It's it's when you have that two day hangover where you just get and, and then I thought you know I'll just that one didn't go down very well I'll have another so then I had another 
And that one didn't go down very. I have not had a Big Mac since. And I, I don't. And think- I will have to say on McDonald's, my son and I don't go to McDonald's. We're gonna go to. We we have a little thing we're gonna do this weekend. We're gonna go to some of these businesses, and one of those is gonna be McDonald's. I'm not gonna have a Big Mac, but I'm gonna support some of these businesses that I feel like made some good choices. As far as Big Pharma goes, where do you stand on that? I'm conflicted on this one. I, I see. I, I don't like to see average people suffer because of a dictator. And and I truly believe in my heart that all these statistics coming out about the support of the Russian people for this quote unquote military operation are, you know, the, the official version is it's over 75% or whatever it is. I don't believe that. I think that's propaganda. I think the, 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 the state run media of Russia is saying the Russian citizens support this movement in Ukraine. And I don't, I don't agree with that. When you before they clamp down, why are you calling it a movement? It's a war. And it's a in war. Russia, if you call it a war, you do fifteen years now for that. Yeah. So Vice News was had embedded people in Russia. I think they pulled them out uh, when the crackdown happened. But they were talking to a lot of average citizens, and they were embarrassed and ashamed by this hostility. So I think there's a very large percentage. I don't know if it's. 50%, but it's definitely not 25% that, that uh, do not support their president, but they're afraid to say anything because you get sent away. So do, should that person suffer and not be able to get medication? I think it's one thing to make it harder on them to do banking. I think it's one thing to make it harder on them to export goods. But if it's something like I need you know, insulin, and I cannot get insulin, and so therefore I'm going to die. That does seem different to me. Does it seem different to you? Yeah, but people are going to die. Life is leverage, and you have to use every piece of leverage you have. I don't believe Big Pharma when they say that. I, I just don't. I think that's an easy road out for them. I think there's a lot of money on the line. And Russia can just figure it out. They can figure out how they got their medications from somewhere and someone else before, and they can do that again in the same way. They'll just have to figure out where they're going to go get a Big Mac. The thing that Russia is doing is they're telling everyone, get out, go ahead and get out, and we'll just take over these factories. So they have scientists over there. They have factories. They can run it. They can make their own drugs. The only way that this stops is if the brutal dictator feels enough pressure from the oligarchs. And the only way he's going to feel that pressure from the oligarchs is when regular everyday citizens start to get pushed off and they push back. That's what happened when the Iron Curtain came down the first time. It was it was everyday citizens that finally in Russia said, I don't give a damn if you're going to kill me. I don't care if you're going to row or take. I'm going to take to the streets and do what's right. And that is what is going to have to happen here. Because... The world isn't going to step in here, you know. We're 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 one of the greatest powers, if not the greatest power, we think we are in the world ever. Uh, and you can see how clumsy the Russian military is right now because they didn't. They, this is a war for SEAL Team Six. It's not a war for tanks and armor. When it's twenty degrees below zero, you don't have fuel. You can't run those tanks. You are just sitting there. And then the Ukrainians are doing guerrilla warfare and they're just blowing your asses up. And they're going to continue to do that. Have you ever met a Ukrainian? Have you ever met one? Have you ever met one? Uh, People that work on our job sites, Ukrainian. uh, A gentleman that worked on my day do in the backyard. Uh, He has 10 brothers that are Ukrainian. Some of the hardest working, most determined 
people that you will ever be around. So believe me, when you had that, I don't know if you read about the Russian mother that was going door to door because she heard that her son had died in a tank in this particular community. And she went and she went door to door and she said, will you help me find my son? She went and took her dead son home to Russia. And that isn't a propaganda story. That's a real story. And I think the difference that we have to understand here, because we would create a no-fly zone and we would go to war with Russia tomorrow. People are beginning to look at Putin and compare him to Adolf Hitler. This is worse. Adolf Hitler didn't have thousands upon thousands of nuclear warheads. Putin does. He has more now than we do. In Ukraine, what did they do? number of years ago, they gave up 1,800 of their warheads in order to get along with Russia. And also they thought that that would sweep them up into NATO. And now they're stuck in the middle. And the question becomes, because we saw this in World War II, Hitler just started taking on country over country over country. And then all of a sudden, he started going after Paris. And that was the line that he crossed. People think, well, the line that he crossed is in Pearl Harbor. No, that was the line that the Japanese crossed. The line that Hitler crossed is when he said, I'm going to France. And that's when the allies, the world, the United States stepped in. It'll be very interesting here. Do we have a madman that's willing to use those nuclear warheads? Uh, and to your point, when it comes to pharma, he doesn't give a sh- He doesn't give a, he doesn't give a, he doesn't care about his soldiers. They truly are cannon fodder, Right. The American GI here is beloved. So, nonetheless, I don't want to see Russians suffer. I don't want to see Ukrainians suffer. But the only way that he's going to change his mind is to feel the pressure. And the only way you feel the pressure is when people suffer. And the people of Ukraine right now are suffering. People around the world are suffering. And the people in Russia are going to have to suffer too. Hey, you guys. Thanks for stopping by the Ron and Don Show. And we will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, so what is your story? That's what Ron and I have done on the radio for decades and here on the podcast is we tell people's stories. And you know what? Chances are, if you've lived here in the great specific Northwest, as my son likes to call it, you probably have a Les Schwab story where you've stopped by, maybe you bought some tires from the other guys. They fix it anyways, and they send you on your way. Or, or when you go to the other guys, not only do they charge you, they're like, yeah, we can't fix your one tire. You need 12 tires. And you're like, but I only have four tires on this rig. They upsell and upsell and upsell. You don't have to worry about that at Les Schwab. Hey, and here's something cool. They're celebrating the fact that they've been around now for 70 years. And Ron, everyone could go out and win a $700 gift certificate. How do you do that? Yeah, you go to leschwab.com, tell your Les Schwab story, and enter to win. And that's just a great way to get $700. Bucks. While you're online, schedule a free pre-trip safety check. Uh, we're in the dead of winter. We're going to go into spring. You should just get stuff checked out. It's a safety visual inspection. It includes your tires, wheels, alignment, brakes, shocks, and struts, all absolutely free of charge. Schedule your uh, safety check at leschwab.com, or you can stop by your local Les Schwab store and just tell them Ron and Don sent you. Les Schwab Tires, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don. Completely satisfied. 
100% guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> if you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. We are Team Greenland, and we sat down, down with Ron, Ron and Don. Don. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing. We talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We would have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we went for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier. And um, we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. Uh, we got an offer, I think day one, that was twenty-five to 50000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're going to wait till that offer review, review date, like Ron and Don said, waited till offer review date. And we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer a hundred thousand over asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics, you get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast. And I said, well, we had a great realtor team. And that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Ron and Don have a unique ability to get mass exposure at your home. And they're also very loud and annoying. When you're ready to talk about your real estate journey with the guys, just go to ronandonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to uh, the Ron and Don Show. And don't forget, if you want to sit down with us, just go to ronandonsitdown.com. And the bottom line is Ron and I work very, very hard to get more for your door. We will. There's a reason why 87% of all real estate agents wash out, and especially in a market like this. They're like, huh, let's just hang a sign and give me a key and put this thing up for sale. I'll get my check. And then once I do, I'll go to Cabo. And then when money runs out, I'll wait six months. I'm amazed at the amount of real estate agents that don't own real estate. It's crazy. So we own lots of real estate. We love it. We know how to invest it. We know how to short-term rent, long-term rent. And even if you want to flip, yeah. Uh, we can help you out with that. It's a some people feel like it's a brutal market right now. I feel like it's a great market, and we're having lots of fun buying and selling. And we know how to find those leverage points, you guys. And we're going to work hard to go to work and to war for you if that's what it takes. I shouldn't say war because that that minimizes what's happening in Ukraine right now. So, but we'll go to uh, we'll go to work for you. All right, ronandonsitdown.com if you need us. Just go to ronandonsitdown.com. Ron, I know you're paying attention uh, to your diet right now. Uh, and I sent you a couple stories about are we drinking too much water and about hangovers and in general about breakfast. So let's let's start with water. <laughs> I see some people around sometimes, especially in the gym, and they're but they do like a forty five minute workout and they drink like three gallons of water. What we're finding out is, hey, you can drink too much water, right? You absolutely can. I think there's sometimes these messages that come through diet culture are just absolutely ridiculous. People that carry around a gallon jug 
<laughs> they're trying to drink a gallon of water a day. Our bodies are so finely tuned for thirst and hunger uh, over the millions of years of evolution. Your body will tell you when you're thirsty. Drink. Uh, if you're not thirsty, you're not thirsty. Don't drink. Like it's really that simple. We have tried to overcomplicate everything when it comes to this, especially in, in our culture in America. Yes, it's like if you're going to go work out and you're sweating a lot, your body should naturally crave more liquids and salt. Uh, it will just naturally crave that. But we've we've suppressed, uh, and then like the thing that I'm trying to learn on this more intuitive eating thing is we try to override that all the time. And we try to go, well, it doesn't matter if I'm thirsty. I just need to always drink. No, it does matter if you're thirsty. Uh, and you, you go, oh, well, I'm, I'm really hungry right now, but I'm not going to eat anything because it's not my time for my, my meal or I'm on a intermittent fast or whatever. It's like, no, your body, like those signals are there for a reason. Like your body has evolved that way for a reason. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll push back on a couple of those things. If, if, if you're getting ready to run a marathon or you're getting ready to do something, uh, that is out of the normal, uh, a little out of the normal, you, then you need to think about like an athlete, you need to think about hydration, right? If you're going to go play a game on Sunday in Florida and you're from the Pacific Northwest and you're going to head down there, remember when the Seahawks used to always go East and they get beat up. Uh, and a lot of times it's because those guys didn't know how to hydrate. They didn't know how to get up on time on the West coast. So Pete Carroll keeps an East coast schedule. And that's why those guys have had some success. And then they, they pay attention to hydration, but these are finely tuned athletes. Right. And then the other thing is you, you, you could push back and, and, and make some arguments about, uh, about intermittent fasting so like this morning when I wanted a piece of white bread, the more white bread you eat, uh, they, say, they say the whiter the bread, the sooner you're dead. So on some of those things like this morning, I'll still push back on a white piece of bread and I'll look at it and I'll say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to eat some yogurt at 11 o'clock today with some almonds. Uh, so that's what I did. But I tell you what I really wanted as I really want that white piece of bread. Yeah, I mean, clearly there are common sense things like you bring up. But uh, the, so the water thing, that that's my take on the water thing, at least. The the story that we you sent me this week about uh, should you eat breakfast or not, I find that one to be really interesting, too, and through the lens of trying to learn more about intuitive eating. And it's sort of the, the it's a long story, and there's lots of studies in there. But my takeaway on it was, Pay attention to your body. So the, the author of the story is like, I don't eat breakfast. I haven't eaten breakfast for the past 20 years. Should I have I been, am I going to have an early death because of this? So he goes on this journey to try to investigate whether or not he should eat breakfast. And at the end of it, his doctor is basically like, if you feel good with your eating schedule, keep doing it. If you don't feel good, experiment. And, and I think that that's, kind of the wisest takeaway that I've heard. If, if, if I don't think it is, though, because I I, doctors don't do any training in medical school when it comes to your diet. So I actually think a doctor sometimes is the worst person. To, I went to see my doctor the other day. He was going over my BMI chart. And he, he said, you're, you're, according to your chart, you're morbidly obese. <laughs> so I said, well, you see me naked right now, and I'm not morbidly obese. So we need to start. As doctor, I said, how much training did you get in medical school, really, when it comes to, and, and I, I, 
I wasn't challenging him. I said, "My, I'm not challenging you. I'm just asking a question." And they, and they do about a week or two. So yeah, that's I like correct. Seeing a dietitian, a nutritionist, someone that specializes, understands. Because even though our bodies are all the same, they're all very different too. They're yeah, my, all very my point different. being that if you if you are someone that is not hungry in the morning and you never eat breakfast and you feel good, you don't have these big energy swings. You don't feel sluggish in the morning. You you're mentally alert and all that stuff. Then that probably works for you. If you are the opposite of that, then try eating some breakfast. But don't like the again back to the story that we're reading. It's like don't eat you know frosted flakes uh, in the morning. Like eat something even though I'd love a bowl of frosted I flakes. I haven't had frosted flakes in years. All of a sudden, I want a bowl. Of I know Tony the Tiger frosted and, flakes. And so if that's he was like, well, I would eat frosted flakes or I'd have a butter croissant. It's like okay, well that's probably you could make better choices than that. Yep. And so um, I I guess the biggest takeaway for me is pay attention to how it makes you feel. Yeah. All right. And then finally, hangovers. Haven't we all noticed this? That that I talked about the fact when I was in my 20s and you and I could eat, have some tequila, uh, I could go up and go on a run the next day usually and just run that stuff out. Can't do that anymore. That, that's no. that, that, well, that's impossible. Like I, I ran the stairs up to Queen Anne the other day, and like I couldn't walk. The, you know, the, I, I run stairs day. now better than I did in my twenties, thirties, and forties. So, 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 so for, so for me, I've actually become a better athlete. I think as I've gotten older, but but the your body changes in terms of how much water it retains, how how much you can process alcohol. There are you know uh, enzymes and, and and hormones that the body produces that just wane over time and like i i still the aging process just befuddles me and you used to come when we were growing up the thing that just gets me we this were day, growing up uh back in the day i had you would have to say did anyone have you ever known anyone when we were younger that had better eyesight than i did sure like I, my eyesight was incredible hang on you asked me a question okay, and then we just who went, had better eyesight than me my mother okay so besides Great your mom yeah uh, brother, was, my brother. Okay, so I my had very si- good my eyesight. Sister, my other sister. <laughs> I had like twenty. I was, I was the only one that had twenty four hundred and and like twenty twenty thousand. So it bothers me every day. I'm like, why can't I read that sign? I used to like my whole life. I could see forever. Yeah, and so like those just sort of and they just happen. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the the hangover thing. I'm with you. Like back in the day, I don't think I, I'd never had a hangover. Like the first time I had nope. a hangover was a couple of years ago, and I was like, "What is? Hang this? on, I well first time that is bold. You know what? I had you're over fifty years old. Every and once you're telling in a while, me the first time you had a first hangover time I had like was a couple of years ago, but not not counting please. like the, the tequila time when we got fired. Oh, of course, you have a hangover please, that day, please. but like just the your That's a hangover though that counts. Okay, so I stand corrected. So you lied. I did lie. Yeah, I'm a big fat liar. <laughs> But you're not fat though, because you're watching, you're eating. Uh, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm battling. That. I don't how's your the, eyesight? Like 2030? Is it 2030? I don't even know what it is. But I, I have a set of glasses now when I drive, so I can see. The, now I don't I'm, see that. I don't uh, see that. Yeah, I got, I got, I got three pairs in my car. Oh, of I got you do. sunglasses. OCD. I got the clear glasses, <laughs> and then I thought it would be fun to buy some tinted glasses when it's like cloudy for months on end. Wow. I got these like yellow orange lenses. Yeah. It, they, I thought it would feel sunny, but it doesn't really that feel that sunny. Anyway, 
Don't forget, you guys, the whiter the bread, the sooner you're dead. We will see you on the set. Hey, you guys, what's going on? We're here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. Mitch, I want to ask you, a long time ago in my 20s, I was in the car business. I used to buy cars wholesale. And I'd stand in an auction lane, and I'd call some of my partners, and they'd say what the car looked like. It was either a triple-dippled diamond, which would be like a turnkey house, if we're talking houses and cars, or it might be something called a roach or an edge box, meaning this could be a really cool car, but it needs some work. Houses in an up market, everybody wants the triple dipple diamond. Everybody wants the turnkey. But where you can really create value for yourself is going out and buying that roach or something that's a little edgy. From the people have those, I spent all this money on this house and I have nothing left for renovation. Talk to us a little bit because we have mortgage products out there for people that may need some money back in order to finish that kitchen, right? Yeah, and that's what we do. We have rehab loans and we have construction loans and they're as little as 5% down and you get to use the rest of that money in order to build that new kitchen you want. That new, you can build from the ground up or you can just do a big rehab on a house that just needs a little finishing work to make it what you want. All right, you can find out more at Mitch.Loans. Tell them Ron and Don sent you and you get that one half percent back on the value of your loan. That's Mitch.Loans. NMLS 169-1573. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. In uh, just a moment, I'm going to give you a way to get in touch with us, Ron and I, directly, uh, if you want to do a sit-down with us, okay? And you go to ronandonsitdown.com or you'll be able to text us here. It'll go right to our phones and we'll be able to get in touch and sit down with you as we're licensed brokers at Windermere and lots of you have lots of questions about buying, selling, investing. Who knows? Maybe they'll even be an Airbnb super host one day like this guy over here. All right. Anyway, hey, uh, this is kind of interesting. There's some new information out, and I don't think this is new. I think this has uh, been happening since 2008 in the first crash. Uh, that is we're all heading out to buy homes. One of the reasons there's not a lot of homes to buy is because Wall Street is buying Main Street. Is this true? Uh, but this is a tough one because um, – I feel for both sides of this equation. Like I, I'm, I'm active in investing, and I, I try to pay attention to returns you get. And and there's only few things that I'm not agnostic about in investing. Like I will not invest in in guns, and I will not invest in smoking. But for the most, and probably not in yeah. So guns and smoking. So, but for a lot of products. Um, you might invest in it and, and just go, is it, does it get a good rate of return or not? Like I've invested in energy companies where it's like, okay, they're using fossil fuel. It gives a good return. Like it, it's not going to do that, but I'll offset that by like buying, you know, a vegan mutual fund that is in doing emerging technologies around uh, plant-based diets. So if you get my point, so from an investment standpoint, if Wall Street looks at this real estate sector and goes, okay, um, we're getting great returns there, I can't really blame them for scooping up that inventory and getting great returns. On the flip side, because we work in real estate and I care about this, I think it's horrible for people trying to get into homes because they don't have any inventory. So I, I don't think that the government or someone should come in 
and prohibit people. Like I, I've invested in REITs, a real estate investment trust. Uh, I have money in several of those right now. So I, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about it? It does suck when you try to, when you're touring houses with a buyer and they can't find anything and someone just comes in and scoops up the house that then you find out was uh, a hedge fund or was some sort of big investment group and that you just couldn't compete as an average citizen. That, I don't know. Well, I read these stories and then, and then I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't, we, 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 we did lots of deals last year. I didn't see some hedge fund come in and scoop up a house. I didn't see that happen. I think that's probably happening in places like Phoenix. I don't think that's happening here. I think, I think, homes here for for the amount of real estate that i own here and the homes and doors for the amount that i own here and let's say that i own 15 doors here i could go to uh outside of tucson arizona and own 100 doors for the same amount so i think you see these hedge funds in certain communities and especially communities like in florida and phoenix uh in the palm desert where you see people retiring what, what happens a lot of times in florida and arizona right is people go and they vacation there from the Midwest. And then they decide as they get older, uh, like I know 55 different cops that used to vacation down in Arizona and they're SPD cops and they're, they're all in contact with each other and they all live outside of Tucson. Right. So going down there and buying a house, I bet you could go up against a hedge fund, but I don't think here in Seattle, we're in King County right now buy a home here is $1.1 million. I can go down to Tucson and buy four of those houses. And then I can turn around because uh, regulations are looser about short and long-term rentals here in Seattle. It's just too tough. So if if it was still those days of the Airbnb where you could have 25 short-term licenses, you can't. You can have two short-term licenses. You can have one on your primary house uh, and then you can have one somewhere else and that's it. Everything else has to be long-term. So I think it, I, I, I don't think the Seattle market is appealing, but I think other market markets are where people have vacation. They decide to move there when they get older. And what's really interesting, they take those kids on vacation, run into some, next time you're in Phoenix and you run into some ASU students, uh, and there's a lot of them down there. Ask them where they're from. I'm from Illinois. I'm from Indiana. Uh, they, they, I'm from Wisconsin. It's Canton. They, they, they come and they visit and they end up moving to those places and spaces and then, uh, and then they start buying up housing. But it's 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 too damn expensive here for Wall Street to be buying up Main Street. Uh, but we do have a lot of foreign money here, right? We do have a lot of that, and that's not Wall Street. Uh, that's the spigot from places like China beginning to open up again, and we see lots of those buyers uh, back in the marketplace. Hey, you guys, if you're thinking about getting in touch with us, and a lot of you are, uh, we do something called a Ronadon sit down. It's just an intake meeting because I don't want to waste your time and I don't want you to waste our time. We don't want to waste time. At the end of our meeting, we're all going to be friends, but we decide whether or not we're going to be good team members. Uh, and sometimes, sometimes, especially when it involves moms, dads, trusts, reverse mortgages and everything else, you have to start early. We just sold a house in Magnolia in 48 days. We sold it for way over. Uh, it was a particular house that a builder wanted to buy for 1.3 and tear it down and build other houses. Then we had realtors uh, walk through this house. Some of the best realtors I know hit this house at 1.5, 1.7. We did some work on it, and we were able to sell this house for over $2 million and save the house and not tear it down, and I'm excited about that. The sit-down happened a year and a half ago. 
a year and a half ago. We're getting ready to do a sit down tomorrow on the, on, on a really cool house that needs some work. And they're about 18 months out. Sometimes though, it's 18 days out, right? Sometimes boom, it happens quick. We have sold that we've had someone contact us and we have sold a house and as soon as 13 days after they have contacted us, boom, signs up, sold, and uh, we're closed a couple weeks later. So wherever you are on that journey, we will meet you there. And sometimes it's just sitting down and saying, hey, we're not going to be good team members, but we know someone that can help. Or, hey, you shouldn't sell that house. You should hang on to it. Or, hey, you want to downsize? Well, before we downsize and we sell that house, let's figure out where we're going first. Because once you know where you're going, then it's so much easier to let go of what you have, right? Because a house is a house, but a home is wherever you and your pets and your cats and your friends and your family and all that is. So this is what you can do if you want to reach out to us right now and it'll go right to our phones and don't send us any naked pictures of your dogs, all right? You promise? No naked pictures of your dogs or cats. Ron, how can people reach out to us? This is kind of exciting. I'm excited about it. It's going to go right to our phones, and we'll be able to respond and set up a Ron and Don sit down. Uh, we got to, you just text the word sit down. Sit down! To 206-249-4343, or tell me if you like this, 206-BIZ-HEE-HEE. What's that? biz he he, if you spell it out. Oh. 206-249-4343. Biz, is that B-I-Z? B-I-Z, he he, H-E, H-E. <laughs> That's cool. And if you miss the phone number, all you have to do, we're on a podcast, you guys. Just hit that little button that says 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds back. And you can go back in time. All right. Hey, thanks for stopping by the Ron and Don show. We appreciate you. We love when we get to come in and do, uh, yeah, do some broadcasting and connect with you guys. And then also do the other thing that we love, and that's helping some of you on your real estate journey. So reach out to us, text sit down to us. You can go to ronandonsitdown.com as well. Get signed up for the nation news. And, uh, and you can always send us a note there, too. And find us on our social channels. I'm Don O'Neill, 34, on Instagram. And also just find me, Don O'Neill, on Facebook. And uh, look for Ron Upshaw as well. All right? Hey, until next time, you keep your head up, you keep your shoulders back, and you're listening to The Ron and Don Show. All On The Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.